now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hi there, thanks for tuning in. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Our show is brought to you in part by Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Services Modern Mortgage Group, Lori Zorn, insurance manager for Island Savings, and Carrie Smith, inspector, home inspector from Inspectech. If you need an opinion from experts in insurance, mortgages, or building inspections, these are the guys that you should chat with. To find their contact information, visit the CFAX 1070 website. Look under Shows. There you'll find us, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe, and their contact information is all there. Or you can always reach out and find me. I'd be happy to connect you. And thank you, the listeners, for continuing to do that because every week I get somebody who's asking to be connected with these experts. My background, of course, as your host for the next hour is as a local realtor. I was born and raised here in Victoria some time ago. Actually, my dad was as well, too. I've been helping people buy and sell real estate since 1991. So this is year 27 for me. I've seen so many things happen here in the capital region. And I've gone through so many uh, people's transactions, helping them buy or sell. I've seen pretty well every scenario, and I'm happy to share them with you as you're listening here on our show. Today, we're talking about condominium ownership, going through strata bylaws, minutes of meetings, financial statements, depreciation reports, and more. Our guests are Ryan Stenquist from Condo Clear and Justin Hansen, lawyer with Stevenson, Lucci's and Lee. We're going to start our show with our usual weekly listener question. If you have a question or curiosity about real estate, call us on our hotline. The number is 250-414-6540. Again, that's 250-414-6540. Or find us online at cfax1070.com and we'll discuss it on the air. This is a long one, but I want to read it because it's, it's really important. It's a great story. It's an email that came in this week from Betty. Betty says, my friend has a house listed for sale in Edmonton. It is an older home, but in great shape. There were a few tiny cracks the size of that you couldn't hardly put a fingernail in them in the basement walls. So a professional man was brought in to look and them, sorry, and gave them his opinion. Uh, if there was anything to be concerned about, he said, no, they were all fine. The owners lived there for over 40 years and never saw a watermark or damp spot in all that time. Because it's for sale, a realtor showing with the house and two ladies took a pocket knife or something and somehow, some way, ended up chipping out a piece of the wall crack like about two inches by one inch or so. When the owner came home and saw the piece laying on the floor, she freaked. She called her realtor and told her about it, and by then, the other realtor had taken pictures of it, sent it to her, saying they found out that the cement is crumbling. So Betty's asking me, have you ever heard of anyone or any realtor doing such a thing? Uh, our own, what are owners' lines of action about this? Uh, and so on and so forth. I found this to be extreme. They also went through the patio doors, didn't even lock the door when they left. More sloppy stuff. I know what I'd like to do, but I'd really like to know what you think or what is the law in the situation. Thanks very much, Betty. Um, Betty, thanks for listening. And um, uh, again, uh, to all of our listeners, thanks for following our show. It's, uh, it's for you guys that we're doing this. Um, now, I would say that the, the agent representing the buyer there uh, was not doing their job. Uh, now, our show sponsor, Carrie Smith, building inspector, is actually on the line right now. Carrie, how are you? Good morning, Tony. 
So uh, you've read the scenario here. The question that I have for you is a building inspector. Um, you know, from Betty's story here, she's saying that a realtor and their buyer chipped away a piece of foundation uh, and is basically trying to say that there's problems with it. You're a building inspector. You go through houses every day. Is this something that you are allowed to do? Like, what's your limit of uh, invasiveness? Well, the there's some these things are covered under the code of ethics and standards of practice, and I'm sure there's similar guidelines within uh, the real estate uh, uh, profession. Mm-hmm. But it's very clear and black and white. You're not supposed to damage the property in any way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we see cracks. We uh, certainly uh, will photograph them, we'll analyze them, and we'll render an opinion. But you're not supposed to break pieces of the foundation off. You're not supposed to cut holes in the walls. If, um, you know, if you grab a plumbing pipe and it comes off in your hand, yeah. you know, you, 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 draw, you break it, you own it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, that's just the perils of the job. Every now and then, you know, something is just on its last legs and, and you're the 10,000th customer and it just happens to be that day. Uh, so, you, you know, you have to take responsibility for these things because if you hadn't attended the property, it would have been in the same condition. Therefore, it's uh, the only thing that, that changed was uh, your presence. Yeah. You damage something, we're, we're fully responsible. Well, you know, I've heard you say to people before, you're not Superman. You don't have x-ray vision. That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> now you you have I things. Still don't. <laughs> you still don't. You're working on it. Um, I mean, you have things like infrared scanners and and things like this. But you know, this story here, it to me is kind of horrible because really this. And I can say this because we're in different provinces here. I mean, they're in Edmonton. Yeah. There's different rules, but it just seems to me that this agent has gone way over the line as far as you know. Obviously he or she is trying to look after the best interest of their buyer and trying to make an opinion about this foundation. Um, but don't damage the house for goodness sake. I mean, I hope this agent gets in trouble, but by the way, Betty, you're wondering what the avenues are here. Well, every real estate board that's in Edmonton would have a professional standards committee or a business practices committee. I hope that the listing agent for your friend takes the other agent to task because, um, that is bad conduct. Not only this whole idea about chipping away at the foundation, but also leaving doors unlocked. I mean, realtors are bonded, but owners entrust in us for security in the home. Obviously, this was not met. There was a lot of discourtesy or, uh, you know, a lot of bad behavior there. Uh, I always say that the professionalism of our industry here can only be maintained if realtors report bad behavior, and that is bad behavior. But um, just looping back to Carrie here, who's on the line, you know, I think it's just really important to know that um, for a building inspection, uh, Carrie, like you said, you can look at things on the surface, but the best you can do is just advise people to go the next step and um, get another specialist going. For instance, maybe someone on the foundation, which it sounds like these sellers had done uh, earlier to begin with, right? That's correct. They had a, a professional person in to review the crack and render an opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, with respect to the limits that inspectors have, um, we can do destructive testing. We just have to get permission from the seller. No kidding. So if I see something that's suspect or I'm worried about and I'd really like to poke around a little deeper, yeah. and I'm going to have to uh, contact the, the seller's representative, the listing agent, and uh, give them the lowdown. This is what I found. I'd really like to poke a little further. There's a risk that I might damage something. Can I get the okay? 
and then I get an answer, yes or no, and, and it's and it's uh, pretty clear. But I, I, I'd like to comment on something else, if I may, yeah, briefly, um, and that is the caliber of professionalism that I find day after day after day in the Victoria real estate community of, of realtors. Um, I go to, like real estate agents do, to professional training seminars. We have to get educational credits every year to uh, maintain our licensing. Mm-hmm. And I hear stories like this in Kelowna and where we all across Canada, where we go to these educational meetings where um, from fellow inspectors, where they have an experience very much like this one and, and get calls just like I'm getting now. Yeah. And uh, it always shocks me. I, you know, I'm jaw-dropping. Um, not that there's a huge number of them, but they do occur. And I've been working with the real estate agents in Victoria for 25 years. And, of course, um, things occur. But my experience with the uh, the caliber of people, the men and women who are in the in the Victoria real estate community, are are just really a, a wonderful group of professionals. I'm I'm with. we're so lucky and we don't realize it. What a great group we have in the Victoria real estate wow. community. Here. That's that's a call out. You, you know, Kerry, oh, I, I, I I have to agree with you because you know I go traveling a lot across the, the country as well too. And you know sometimes when I say that people don't believe me because they go, oh, you're a realtor, of course you're going to say that. But I agree with you. I mean, it's funny. Victoria is big enough yet small enough. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, an, yeah. an agent crosses somebody here, it, life could be very difficult, right? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, this is all about bad conduct. Carrie, thanks for coming online. Listen, if people need to reach you, what's your number again? It's 250-920-8324. Yeah, and as a reminder to our listener, Carrie Smith has offered before, if you would like to get infrared scanning of your house done, just give them a call, and uh, you will do it um, uh, as a courtesy call, right, Carrie? Absolutely, pro bono, free for nothing. Just a just a thank you to the good people of Victoria for twenty five years of support and our CFAX and listeners. Decided, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh yes, especially. <laughs> and we've decided to make that a permanent offer. We will. Uh, it was only supposed to be for May and June. Yeah. But we've gotten such a great response from your listeners, and um, so it's just going to be an ongoing thing. We'll, well have to come to anyone's home anywhere in Victoria and uh, conduct an infrared scan. They're your listeners too, Carrie. You are absolutely, after all, yeah, one of the supporters here. Uh, listen, thank you, Betty, for your email. Hope that answered your question. If anyone else has a question, just get in touch with us. But we're going to take a break now. We're going to come back and talk all about condos. Back in a moment. Hi there. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. The way things are going here in Victoria, there's been so many more condominiums popping up. In the old days, home ownership was all about single-family homes, having your house on your own property, your own yard, uh, your own white picket fence, and all of those things. But because of the fact that we are on an island, we are geographically bound by the, the water on three sides, we've got the Hamalahat on the other side, plus we continue to have people coming to our region here it means that we can only grow in one way and that is up that's the reason why you're seeing all of these construction cranes popping up all over the place particularly in downtown victoria because now all of a sudden condo living is a very common way for people to either get into the marketplace or to downsize or for investment we're talking all about condos today uh, we've got two guests. Our uh, guest that will be joining us in a few moments is Justin Hansen. He is a lawyer with Stevenson, Lucci's, and Lee, and he is a condo expert and specialist. And in the studio with me right now is Ryan Stenquist. Uh, Ryan is with Condo Clear. Ryan, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Tony, for having me. Yeah, Ryan, uh, tell us about uh, Condo Clear, first of all, and what your background is and how you got here. 
So uh, prior to founding Condo Clear, I was a strata manager. Yeah. Uh, I spent the last five years in Victoria managing various strata corporations. And one of the things that I found was that uh, there seemed to be a gap between the information that people receive when they're looking at buying a strata unit and their actual understanding of that information. So what I've done with Condo Clear is start to provide a service that basically breaks that down to the simplest form so people can understand. Okay, well, so the first thing here is you are licensed here in British Columbia. So you're licensed uh, under the Real Estate Trading uh, and Services Act, right? Absolutely, yes. Uh, we are a full, fully licensed brokerage, mm -hmm. trading services, strata management, and of course, some rental background as well. Yeah, so uh, that answers probably one of the biggest questions, and that is, what is your limit of Because Because what you do is you review strata documents for people thinking of buying, right? And, you know, a question pops up, well, you know, what's your limited liability? Well, like us, because I have got the same license as you as a realtor, if we miss something and uh, we are found liable, because we're all human after all, then um, uh, the Real Estate Trading and Services Act, um, as a licensee, we've got errors in emissions insurance and all of those things. You're covered by that as well, too. Absolutely, yeah. And that was a big conversation between myself and the Real Estate Council when I was looking at uh, developing this, is is how is this going to benefit, A, the end user, of course, the, our mutual clients, but also the realtors to help make their job easier. Like you said, because I am a, a fully licensed brokerage, we're covered by the same you know insurance that, that you guys are, mm -hmm. but you also have this ad added level of protection because we come from a strata management background. We've been in the trenches, we've managed these buildings day-to-day -day yeah. and dealt with the big issues that come up with building remediation. Plus, you live in a condo. I, I do. Yes. I have lived in condos yes. for over the last 10 years. I've been a council member in multiple buildings, been president for more years than I'd like to count. Yeah. So I, I've been through it in, in, in every direction. Okay. So why does a buyer need you? Because uh, often buyers will say, oh, you know, my realtor will read uh, the strata docs. They'll read the minister strata meetings, the AGM, energy general meetings, special general meetings, bylaws, financial statements, depreciate. Let, you know, let the realtor do that. Why do they need you? Well, and this is something that, that often comes up, and I, I think it can almost be a little bit unfair for realtors because the Real Estate Council has different levels of licensing. It's separate for strata management. It's separate for trading services. So having somebody, having an expectation on a realtor to be able to fully understand and disseminate that information on strata corporations is 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 somewhat outside of their wheelhouse in in my opinion that may be somewhat self-serving of me but i think that's a that's that's a gray area that uh, can be concerning to a lot of people uh we're here with ryan stenquist he's with condo clear what ryan does is he reviews for home buyers or clients in general uh, strata packages strata details you uh translate them basically i've seen your report by the way so because you've helped a client of ours you've helped clients of ours and uh what you do is you the first thing you did i gotta say just to call out to you is you identified that there were missing minutes in the strata package absolutely yeah and this is this is something that i've recently started paying more closer attention to uh, due to uh, uh, I noticed this pattern of just about every review I was doing was missing documents. So I actually went back retroactively, looked at all the reviews that I've done so far, and I actually found out that about 68% of the packages I've received are missing important documents. Yeah. So so here's the thing. I mean, as, as a practitioner, as a licensee myself, I, I want the listeners to know I am a licensed realtor. I am not a specialist in condos. 
And buyers will often say, well, Tony, can you read the minutes for me? Can you read the bylaws? Can you give me an opinion about whether or not, you know, $170,000 is enough money to have in the contingency reserve fund? I'm not qualified. I'm not a building inspector. I'm not a, you know, financial expert. Um, I am here to provide trading services, marketing for buyers and sellers. This is the reason why my own personal policy is to get an expert like Ryan to actually review these things because uh, it's outside of my wheelhouse. Listeners should know that licensees, real estate licensees, if we operate outside of our area of expertise, we are actually, our errors and emissions insurance is nullified, right? So hand it to somebody who is an expert, and that's you, Ryan. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, that's exactly the service that we're trying to get out there. And it's it's funny in other jurisdictions such as Alberta, the service that I'm providing has been there for the last 20 plus years, and it's and it's the standard there. Um, the reason why it hasn't been so more, much more prevalent in BC is because of licensing restrictions. Mm. From my understanding, in the Alberta market, there really isn't any licensing requirements there. Whereas in BC, I'm required to be licensed as a trading licensee, and obviously having the the strata management background. Is is essential to providing that service. Okay. So when somebody uh, hires you or asks you to, uh, to do a job for them, what's your process? Uh, first thing I do is uh, st- standard turnaround is anywhere from four to five days, obviously depending on, on my workload at the time. But the first thing I do as soon as I receive the documents, I go through, I catalog everything, I send an email to yourself or whoever. So, so hold, uh, hold on. Uh, when you receive the documents, generally speaking, you get this through the agent who has received it from the property management company. Correct. Yes. And and that can go one of two different ways. So on the buyer side of things, I'll typically receive that from the realtor. On the listing side of things, I can obtain authorization and get the documents directly myself. Um, But the first thing I do, typically it'll come in a Dropbox link. I go through, download everything, catalog it all, make sure that the documents are there. And then I send uh, an email to whoever it needs to receive it about anything that's missing. So that way, when it comes time for me to actually start the review, I have the full document package there and ready to go. Yeah. Uh, tell us about the report that you provide once uh, once your study is done. So uh, it's again- It's long, by the way. I, like, it's long, by the way. I've seen <laughs> it, yes. So I, I, I you're try to- what you're paying for is basically what I'm saying. Uh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. So depending on the strata, I've had them um, kind of average, I'd say, is about 300 to 400 pages. Some of the bigger ones I've done are, are have been 1,000 pages. But ultimately, my goal is to break down that 400 pages of information into a seven or eight page summary. So somebody can easily look through it, digest it, and have a chance to ask any questions based on based on that summary without having to spend 10 hours of their own time trying to read through stuff that that they're likely not going to understand. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about cost for a moment. Uh, sorry, I'm hitting you up with this here. I didn't prepare you uh, for this earlier. I, what kind of range can someone expect for the service? So the, I offer a few different types of services. Uh, basically, it ranges from $195 to $395, depending on the level of the review that you want. So $195 is fairly basic, and that one's mostly geared towards uh, listing mm-hmm. realtors or, or sellers, and that's obtaining the documents, again, making sure they're all there, uh, reviewing, doing an overview of the Strata Corporation, and summarizing the bylaws themselves. Um, The reason why I developed that is because I've been involved in a few instances on behalf of buyers where we go and do our review and then at the last minute we realize there is documents missing that you're not going to notice until you've read everything else. Usually that happens at the 11th hour. 
now the owners are are, are scared that the deal is going to fall through. The, the the potential buyers are worried because they don't have all the information. And now you have the realtor scrambling, trying to get the documents from the strata management uh, company. I have been there before. <laughs> yeah. So I try to avoid all that. The big goal is, is not only clarifying the information, but streamlining the entire process. There's multiple people involved in this. So if I can kind of take a point lead in that and, and help facilitate a smoother transition, then... then so if people need goal. to reach you, Ryan, uh, website and phone number? Condoclear.ca and 250-853-7446. Great. Well, listen, don't go anywhere because we're going to have a conversation in a moment. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. Thanks for joining us and coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Our show is brought to you every week in part by our show sponsors, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Services Modern Mortgage Group, Lori Zorn, insurance manager for Island Savings, and Kerry Smith, home inspector with InspectTech. If you need an opinion from experts in insurance, mortgages, or building inspection, give either of any of those guys, Denise, Laurie, or Kerry, a call. You can find their contact information on our page on the CFAX 1070 website. Look under The Whole Home Show with me, Tony Joe, and their information is all there. And as a reminder, if you have a question about real estate that you'd like us to discuss on air, just reach out to me. Send me an email. Uh, e uh, you can text me. You'll find my phone number. You'll find my office number. Uh, just Google Tony Joe Victoria. It's been said before, if you can't find me, I am doing something wrong. But uh, I'd be happy to chat with any question that you have. Uh, we were talking condos today. We just had a conversation with Ryan from Condo Clear about reviewing strata documents. He's going to come back in a few moments. But right now in the studio, we have with us Justin Hansen. Justin is a lawyer with Stevenson, Luches, and Lee. And he is an expert in stratas and strata law. Justin, thanks for coming. Hi, Tony. How are you? I'm doing great. Doing great. So this is so important. We're talking about the fact that uh, buying a condo is a different animal than buying a single family home. There's a whole level of research that has to be done. And from a lawyer's perspective, let's talk about the importance of why a consumer should be well versed in all of the strata documents before they proceed. Well, Tony, uh, strata, as the name implies, means layered, right? When you look at a strata corporation, if you walked up to the strata, looked at it standing on the street, all you'd be able to tell looking at it is the age of the building, a basic uh, idea of what state the building is in, what type of construction it is. But really, when you're looking at a strata, strata is like a small business. There's so many layers to it. <laughs> and you're not going to know anything about that strata without doing at least a very basic um, review of the documentation. The documents are where the details lie. And most people that come into my office, when they have a problem with their strata corporation, when you dig down deep, you find that maybe they're a first-time strata buyer, maybe a first-time homeowner even. But over and over again, the story is the same. I didn't know what I bought into. Oh. Right? Sometimes people don't even realize they've bought into a strata corporation. We look to the West Shore and we see a proliferation of these small lot houses. Can you tell just by standing on the street whether or not that thing is a strata corporation? You can't. Yeah, so like these detached townhouses, for instance, you're talking about, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we've, we've come across situations where there are people buying into houses that are worth $1.52 million in a gated community. Then they realize after the fact that what they've actually bought into is a detached house strata corporation. And in those, in those strata corporations, you might only own the interior of a house. While your house may be a 3,000 square foot house, you don't own the exterior, you don't own the land around it because it's common property. Yeah. So for me, 
the biggest part about the consumer buying into a strata corporation is what's their level of knowledge. And that's where the licensees come in, be it the realtor or the document reviewer or even the lawyer for many of these um, many of these contracts are subject to legal review at some point somewhere they're going to have to get the information about what it is exactly that they are buying yeah so you know another as you're talking another thing that comes to my mind here is you look at strata duplexes there is no common uh, there's no monthly fee they haven't been doing agms or minutes or any of that kind of stuff they administer the two halves of the duplex as if they were two detached properties and yet they really are they they are to be um, handled just as a strata because they fall under the Strata Properties Act, right? Absolutely, Tony. Tony, I teach an entire class on small strata corporations, and um, fittingly, I actually call that small strata stress. Mm-hmm. And what I do is I actually walk through the uh, the listings of small stratas in Victoria, and we'll see things on the MLS listings like no strata fees, no bylaws, no uh, no meetings no restrictions, and almost universally those listings are wrong. A small strata corporation, be it two, three, four, five, six, they are they are operated under the Strata Property Act. We have case law arising out of the Supreme Court and the Civil Resolution Tribunal now, which all say these are stratas. The Strata Property Act applies. And regardless of what the history in that strata corporation is, if an owner wants to make the strata corporation run by the act, they will get that order at court or in the tribunal. Wow. Wow. Amazing. We're here with Justin Hansen, who is a lawyer and strata specialist with Stevenson, Lucci's and Lee. Um, You just mentioned, Justin, that you are an instructor. You are. Both of us are instructors for the BC Real Estate Association. Uh, I have uh, gone through a dry run with your uh, uh, strata course and I have to tell the listeners, um, you bring props with you in I, your course. I do. S- so tell us about the this prop. Well, the the props that I bring are a... Have uh, you seen this, Ryan? His, no, okay. Yeah. All right. Right. yeah, it's a modular uh, Lego set, and yes. it essentially it can be uh, reconfigured into three or four different strata corporations where we then use... Uh, uh, strata plans that I've pre-prepared for the learners yeah. so that we can actually demonstrate basic strata concepts in a 3D model so that the learners can get a better sense of where the boundaries of a strata lot are, how common property works, how to read a strata plan and compare it to a physical unit. So, yeah, I love I love using props, no question about it. Yeah. Now, a story that, that uh, you bring up every once in a while is that uh, character house in the older neighborhood where a prior owner had finished space in the property. Oh, in the attic space. Absolutely. Uh, When you're buying or selling a strata lot, you are buying or selling the strata lot as it's depicted on the strata plan. That's all you're getting. If an owner has added something onto the outside, if an owner has added something above in the attic space or something below in the crawl space, and and that's not shown on the strata plan as being part of your strata lot, you're not buying or selling that. Yeah. And we've had just absolutely amazing things come up in the classes. We had one, we had one realtor in Surrey talk about a, uh, a 10 by 12 entertainment room that was dug out by hand beneath a townhouse. That's into the common property. You can't sell that because you technically don't own it. Yeah. Yeah. That, and these are things that from the outside, uh, a real estate licensee or a potential buyer wouldn't be able to determine unless they had a review by someone like Ryan or at Condo Clear or yourself, for instance. Um, it's this, It's on the strata plan, right? Absolutely. So, the, so the, let's tell the listeners what a registered strata plan is. 
Well, a strata plan is the legal document that gives the strata corporation its identity. It's filed in the land title office, and it's like a very basic blueprint of the strata corporation. It shows what's part of your strata lot, what's limited common property, what's common property. gives a basic outline of those building and uh, building elements. Well, one of the big things is parking. Yes. Because, you know, the, the assumption is, okay, well, I'm buying this condo. There's going to be a parking spot that comes with it. You just use the term that many people won't know, and that is common property, limited common property, right? Um, so I, I can say, first of all, in Victoria, it's kind of rare for you to buy a condo and also have an owned parking stall. And I can think of a handful of buildings right now. There's not a lot, right, where the parking stall comes on its own title. Tony, parking can be de uh, designated on a strata plan in so many different ways. You, it could be a separate strata lot with its own land title. It could be part of your strata lot where you actually do own it. Yeah. You could have limited common property, which is your exclusive use, but you, it cannot be taken away from because you. Because it's common property. Uh, well, no, or, it cannot be taken away from you because it's being designated on the plan and would require a unanimous vote to change. Yeah. And then there's common property, which can be reallocated. And just because you have a common property parking stock when you're selling it, doesn't mean your purchaser is going to have a common property parking spot when that unit is purchased. Because it could be reassigned to somebody else. Absolutely. There could be a waiting list for like that, that, that valued covered parking spot. Right. Or any parking spot. I'm sure you're aware of a number of buildings in Victoria where there are fewer parking stalls than there are strata lots. Yeah. We're seeing a lot more of that now, too, especially with these smaller units. We're a biking and walking community in downtown Victoria now. Uh, most of the buildings that are being uh, built have uh, sometimes even less than half of the number of required, or the half of the number of parking stalls that, uh, I was going to say required, but the, the laws have changed. Well, that's right. right. Absolutely. Yeah. And every time they do one of these buildings, they might get a, um, a change from the the zoning to allow smaller numbers of parking stalls. I mean, the Janion is a perfect example yeah. of a, a strata corporation that was built around the concept of walk or ride. They have far fewer, only a fraction of the parking stalls available as they do units. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Justin, if people need to reach you, how can they do that? They can get me at uh, sll.ca. That's our website and our phone number is 250-381-4040. And Justin is a strata expert. We are going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk to both Justin Hansen from Stevenson Lucci's Lee and also Ryan Stenquist from Condo Clear about buying your condominium. We're going to be back in just a moment. Hi there. Thanks for coming back. This is The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Hey, if you've got a question about real estate, you'd like us to talk about it here on air, give me a call. The number is 250-414-6540. That's 250-414-6540. If you've missed this show, you want to catch the rest of it, you can find it streaming online, cfax1070.com under The Whole Home Show. Or if you're a podcast listener, find us. The Whole Home Show with me, Tony Joe, on either iTunes or Google Play. We're here talking about stratas today. We just had a conversation with Justin Hansen, a lawyer from Stevenson, Luches and Lee, uh, and also uh, earlier a conversation with Ryan Stenquist, who runs Condo Clear, and his business is to review strata documents for people. Ryan, just getting back to you for a moment here. Um, let's talk depreciation report for a moment. Uh, what is a depreciation report and uh, explain why it's important for uh, a potential buyer to know what it is. So basically in a nutshell, a depreciation report is a 30-year forecast of Estrada's capital cost expenditures. Uh, so things like replacing the roof, uh, replacing the siding, the building envelope, uh, the Elevator, elevators, yeah. hallway carpeting, the paint on the walls, that sort of things. So it breaks it down on a year-to-year -year basis what you can expect approximately the expenditures to be. Um, this is important. It's a good tool for both buyers and the Strata corporations themselves to, to plan 
what kind of funding model they're going to have. Now, I get asked constantly, or, or I did, especially when I was managing strata corporations, is what is the best way to go with? And really, that's, that's a, you ask 10 different people, they're going to have 10 different opinions. Ultimately, having the information there is the important part. How they strategize as far as funding that is completely up to, A, the strata council themselves, and of course, the owners when they vote on the budget on an annual basis. Yeah. So the depreciation report is something that's relatively new because the provincial government uh, only started requiring this is it like six or seven years ago or something? Or? It was 2013 that uh, the requirement came in. That's okay. when the strata corporations had to have a depreciation report. Yeah, so up until that time, uh, it was it's just been guesswork, right? And even right now, uh, even though the provincial legislation says that it is required, stratas can opt out of it, right? That's right. They can still waive it. Uh, you can waive a depreciation report once a year, and that prevents you to uh, having to get one. Now, they require a three-quarter vote of the owners to waive that, so it is a concerted effort amongst the Strata Corporation um, to waive the depreciation report, but they can still do it. And, Tony, there's still no requirement to fund the depreciation report. Uh, they don't have to put aside money as uh, set out in the depreciation report. So that's report. the reason why a Strata would opt out of it, is because they don't want to spend the money, right? Not spend the money on getting a new depreciation report, but what I'm talking about is once you've got the depreciation report and you can see how much your building is going to uh, cost to repair over the next 30 years, they're still not required by law to put money aside to actually do those repairs. Oh, interesting. You see, I, I want to get back to Ryan on this one here. Just because there is a depreciation report on a building does, is not an indicator that the building is good. Correct. Yes. And as far as waiving depreciation reports, this is something that I'm seeing a lot in the reviews that I'm doing is you see buildings that had them done in 2013 and 2014 when the legislation first came in and now that they're due for an update which is every three years they're they're waiving those requirements because they now, say oh we've done it we, it, we did it right absolutely but the other time that I see buildings waiving that requirement is if they had a first report it pointed out a number of things that need to be done they're in the process of doing those things sometimes they're bigger projects so they decide to defer the depreciation report until they have those items completed so that way when they get a new depreciation report it reflects the true condition of the building rather than kind of a mid mid remediation point yeah well I've got to say from a from a realtor and from a buyer standpoint it's an extra level of uh, security to have that depreciation report like I said just having one doesn't mean that the building is perfect but on the other hand too listeners should know that there are a fair amount of stratas out there that don't have depreciation reports and a buyer can still buy you know banks will land uh, you just got to be super careful well Tony uh, we've been uh, hearing through the grapevine, and probably Ryan can confirm this, that uh, banks are getting more and more stingy about lending out money if there's no depreciation report. They're becoming more cautious. Yeah. And the reason banks are so cautious about lending out money when there is no depreciation report is because if there's a special levy to pay for a repair that comes up, that special levy gets a super priority over the bank's mortgage and imperils their security. And that's why banks are so reluctant to loan money where there's no report. Yeah, so, you know, a case that you're talking about here, and of course, Denise Webster, our mortgage uh, expert here who sponsored the show, has mentioned this before too. If somebody's buying with a minimum amount down, has very little equity in their condo, the last thing they need is like a fifty dollars or $60,000 special assessment and all of a sudden be completely upside down in their mortgage, right? Absolutely. It would sink most people who are first-time homeowners buyer or unlimited income. For sure. Uh, Ryan, when you're having a look at uh, strata documents, what what is the most common thing that will cause a buyer to walk away or not move forward with a, with a transaction? Uh, the, the big thing is special levies, and that comes back to the depreciation report, of course. But when I'm looking at this, uh, 
people tend to look at stratas as, as an investment. They're purchasing a home, of course. But the other part of it is you're buying into a community. So one of the things I try and highlight is whether or not your lifestyle is going to fit in with the with the atmosphere of the building. Mm -hmm. Having a, a young family move into a, a building that's mostly older retired people sometimes isn't going to go so well. I mean, the investment might be good. All the numbers look well. And, well. and you might see in minutes a lot of comments about, oh, this kid, you know, too many kids, kid this, kid that. And that's probably giving an indication that maybe it's not a kid-friendly building. Right? Uh, absolutely, yes. If and, and you can tell through the minutes, through reading the types of bylaw complaints that are coming in that the council's dealing with, yeah. and just the kind of bylaws that are in place, you can get a feeling of, of what the community's like and if that's going to fit for them. Well, actually, and I don't want to get too deep into this one, but we've seen bylaws where, uh, you know, it's an adult oriented complex and they say you know kids under the age of whatever 16 only for a maximum of uh, you know whatever 14 calendar days in a year or whatever and you know you might say well who's going to keep count well stratas often do right absolutely yeah especially when you get into buildings like that where there is where there is an older clientele where there is a older demographic uh, a lot of those people are retired and they do have the time and they put a lot of time and effort into these strata corporations and they take a lot of pride in that yeah so they they really want to make sure that their bylaws are being upheld and 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 people are comfortable with with well i i think the whole point that both of you guys would say is it's it's really a matter of disclosure and knowledge before someone moves forward, right? I mean, if you find a strata that maybe is a little draconian in their rules on that, you know, maybe that's not a bad thing, but you just got to know that that exists, right? Absolutely. There's 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 room for, for everybody, and it's about finding that spot that's going to fit with your particular lifestyle. Yeah. You, people often, they're often concerned about, you know, they hear about the whole, oh, we're afraid that we're going to look into a strata that's got the dictator for president. You know, he's, he's presided over the building for 10 years, and he doesn't let anything go. I mean, is that easy to sort of find when you're reading through stuff? There's there's definitely things in there that that point in that direction, and that's something where uh, being in my position, having being that I've I've read through many minutes, I've I've wrote many sets of minutes that I couldn't even count. So so there's definitely things that you can pick up on just through that experience that that your regular everyday person is is likely not going to notice. Yeah, you find those too, Justin. Oh, absolutely. Internal fighting within the Strata Corporation where there's groups of owners pitted against one another, that's one of the key red flags that I teach realtors to look for. Yeah. If there's internecine fighting within the Strata, you do not want to be in there. Yeah. Just because you started off the conversation by saying you're buying into a business, right? It's like a, basically it's another layer of governance. Absolutely. It's the fourth level of government. That's what I call it. <laughs> oh, goodness. And we have to always make sure that uh, the person, as you say, Tony, uh, the person suits the Strata Corporation. Are there restrictive bylaws that are going to make it uh, impossible for that person to use the Strata lot as they see fit? Yeah. Yeah, because I know that you've bumped into situations where people, they, they go in with the best of intentions and they buy all of a sudden it's, oh my goodness, I regret coming here because it's not working out for me. Yes, and we saw more of that when the market was really hot and um, buyers were putting in unconditional offers without first having reviewed the strata documentation. Mm -hmm. That's bad. We're here talking about condos with Justin Hansen. He's a lawyer and strata specialist with Stevenson, Lucci's and Lee Law Office and also Ryan Stenquist, uh, who is with Condo Clear. Ryan, one of the other things that you're doing is you are consulting for self-managed complexes, right? Absolutely, yes. And this is something that when I came up with the concept of Condo Clear and was envisioning my, my business plan, uh, I didn't really put any thought into it. So it wasn't by design whatsoever. It's more through uh, there's a need in the market. And I'm doing reviews on self-managed strata corporations 
corporations. And a lot of times it's it's lay people running these these corporations and they don't have a lot of options for support. So I have had them come to me and ask if I could provide some support and, and guidance in that respect. And so that's that's something that I've unrolled as one of our official services. All right. And the other thing too I want to touch on is you've talked about it a few times here. I mean, we know that your service is important for someone who's buying something. So you can review the documents, make sure that they're comfortable. You helped me with a client from Edmonton. Uh, uh, it was a week, or, sorry, a month or, or so ago. Yep. Um, now, let's talk about sellers because as a listing agent, when I take a listing, uh, of course, I, my policies, I like to get all of the strata documents and everything, but another service that you provide is reviewing those, right? Making Absolutely. sure it's complete. Yep, yeah, and this is uh, this kind of goes back to actually Justin and I did a, a seminar for the Victoria Real Estate Board back in April about documents and the importance and what, what realtors need to get their hands on. So one of the services that we provide f- more for the listing side of things is obtaining the documents, making sure everything's there, which is extremely important. Uh, I recently went back and did a survey of all the su- reviews that I've done, and I found that 68% of them were missing important documents. Something. Yeah, that's, it's still that's, difficult to find, right? Because they'll they'll make mentions in their minutes. The next meeting is July the fifth, and then the the minutes after that say minutes from the July the fifth meeting. If it's missing, you know, that's how you find out, right? Uh, absolutely. And well, with the with the review that I did for for your client, the building was missing every or the depreciation report was missing every third page. <laughs> yeah, and and <laughs> we looked into lines. that, and it's because the property management company had scanned it, and it was double sided, and so it was not it was not intentionally missing. It was a clerical situation. Right? Absolutely. Yeah, and that yeah. that comes up like I said, sixty eight percent of the reviews I'm doing are missing important documents. Yeah, and you know this is so important because we'll have agents that say, "Here it is. Here's the depreciation report." You're good to go and then sometimes buyers will just go okay well i guess it's there so it's all good right yeah yeah Yeah. no and that's it's very important that you have to look into it because like you said just because there's a depreciation report there doesn't mean what that depreciation report says is good it could point towards sixty thousand dollars worth of potential special levies in the next couple of years for a buyer yeah man there's i know you justin uh, as a lawyer you've bumped into a lot of conflicts in uh, in strata stuff here uh in victoria you also hear about cases uh, around the province as well too right Absolutely. Um, really, conflicts is the big part of what I do within the strata corporations. We see internal fighting quite frequently. Um, but I, w- I want to touch back on what Ryan was talking about, the depreciation report. It's absolutely key to look over those depreciation reports uh, with a fine-tooth comb. One of the things that grinds me about depreciation reports is when I see them and they're missing a major building component, like the roof or the building envelope or the doors and windows aren't there. Mm-hmm. Ryan was telling me down in the lobby today that he saw a strata corporation that had taken the doors and windows out because they'd made the owners responsible for the doors and windows on the exterior of the building. Yeah. And uh, there's questions of whether or not that's legal because those are likely common property. So it, even the depreciation reports, when you get them uh, and it looks good, you have to take a second look at them just to make sure that those depreciation reports are accurate and complete. Yeah, and it requires some degree of translation. Absolutely. Yeah, wow. Listen, if people need to reach you, um, Justin, how can they do that? Uh, www.sll.ca. That's our firm's website. Yeah. And the phone number is 250-381-4040. Very good. And you, Ryan, people need to reach you? Condoclear.ca and 250-853-7446. Wow, I got to say, this was a great, complete conversation about condo ownership. And to our listeners here, if you have a question and you're curious about depreciation reports, strata reviews, or anything, please do these gentlemen a favor and give them a call because they'd be happy to help you. Uh, But I'm Tony Joe. Thanks for listening. I'll be here for you this time next week.